Today on Locked On Hornets, we welcome Wes Bryant, Valley Sports, Charlotte Hornets insider, as we do every single Wednesday to get his thoughts on the last two games and preview Milwaukee tonight. Again, that's coming up today on Locked On Hornets. You are Locked On Hornets, your daily Charlotte Hornets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, because we live. We live. <laughs> It's Locked On Hornets. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. Thanks for making Locked On Hornets your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. You can walk or mail Doug on Twitter at Doug Branson, L-O-H, and you can follow our guest, our now family member, Wes Bryant, joining the Locked On Hornets podcast. You can follow him on Twitter at West Scott Range. Wes, how you doing, man? Good to see you. What's going on, guys? I like the family theme coming off of Thanksgiving, so mm-hmm. it's very fitting. Yeah, you know, you got a place at our table anytime, Wes, and we ask about you for Wes Coll- or Eric Collins, not Wes Collins, Eric Collins. We also ask about you, and so he gave the stamp of approval as well. So now you're officially, I think, a part of the family, even within Bally Sports. When Eric Collins gives you the go-ahead and he gives you the stamp of approval, I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. No, it doesn't, man. The only thing that would be missing is for him to give me one of his famous calls, like, Wes is great! Or, you know, one it's of the calls that he <laughs> likes to do. You know, I need something like that to officially certify me. But, yeah, man, it feels great. I love working with them. They welcome me in from uh, day one. And um, I always bounce ideas off of him and, and Dale and different things that I may be thinking just to – a checks and balances system but mm-hmm. uh the biggest thing is when they've shown me respect for what i do because like eric in the last production meeting we had he said that he could tell the research that i did and the way that i would talk about things on the broadcast so that really meant a lot for a veteran guy like that to say that to me i was like all right you know we, we you know we're we making some heads way here well, I mean, that's his forte. Any Anything research-based, you know he yeah. is going to be extremely appreciative of and the fact that he's got him talking a lot about Wake Forest football these days, so kudos on that. Eric Collins joining us. You can, again, go check that out on our YouTube channel, Locked on Hornets. Very simple, very good interview. Check it out and, uh, and listen to Eric Collins talk with me and Doug just last week. Real quickly, too, uh, we did talk about trying to get him in a pink suit. As always, always appreciate the fashion. Always appreciate the duds you bring. Is that a Lamelo Ball shirt you're rocking right now? Yeah, it is, man. It's a it's a Lamelo sh- shirt I got uh, from uh, 500 uh, yeah. level. So, okay. Yeah, man, 500 level. The t-shirts, man. You know Instagram, man. They'll get you. They they have a lot of good stuff on there. People people on Instagram for the product. We know our phones hear us talking. Mm-hmm. So when I go on, they always have just the right stuff to get me to spend a little bit of change when I go on Instagram. Instagram is a shopping channel. It's not a yeah, social media right? network. It is it is the modern day QVC. Yeah, so that's why I discovered 500 level, but they have a lot of dope stuff. So when LaMelo got drafted, I definitely wanted some merch off top. So this was the shirt I went with and I got my little boy 
uh, the caricature shirt. There you go. Oh, yeah, the caricatures are great. Doug, you're a big fan of the caricatures, I think. I'm a uh, huge you, fan of caricatures. Yeah, they're I fantastic. Mean, I, lo- I mean, I, I'm a human caricature, so yeah, I, you I are. love the <laughs> you, you really are. I'm going to get a big Doug t-shirt that I can wear right here, right over, uh, right over here on the Lockdown Hornets podcast every single time, maybe over my heart. There we yeah. go. Uh, put Doug on a t-shirt there. All right, Wes, let's talk about some of the last couple of games. The Charlotte mm-hmm. Hornets, they lost two in a row. Their defense has not been good. They had been playing a lot better beforehand, and now they're averaging, um, you know, they're allowing 130 points the last two contests. Even against Minnesota, they allowed 115. Seems mm-hmm. like the, the uh, you know, finally the Hornets, uh, the good defense, it's going away. What have you seen from some of the struggles from, uh, from the Bugs here as of late and why they've lost a couple of these contests? Yeah, coming into the Minnesota game, uh, over those last eight games and then over Minnesota's last five games, you could say these were the two best defensive teams in basketball, the way they were playing. Yes, the Hornets gave up 115 to Minnesota, but it was a little bit of some cheapies because the Hornets really dominated that game from start to finish. But then they get on the road and it's like the defense stayed back at the Spectrum Center. The Houston game, I give a little bit of a caveat. It was just one of those nights, 23 threes from Houston. Um, they were hitting everything they threw up. I said, when I said the Hornets, when they had their big night with threes, Houston players, they could have done it like a TV show, had them sitting in the stands shooting and then cut to the basket and it goes in. A guy macking on a, a woman in the stands and he just it, not even looking and it goes in. Houston was hitting everything they put up. Now the Chicago game, it kind of looked like the effort on defense was just a little bit lackadaisical. It looked like the Bulls could just get whatever they want. I felt like the Hornets contested shots at Houston fairly decent, but Houston was just hitting everything. But I felt like Chicago maybe, it was a little bit of a lack of effort until they made the big comeback late in the game. It just wasn't enough. But Chicago, you know, the Rosen was killing them from mid-range, and then Chicago was just knocking down threes, and then they had just all types of highs. I uh, looked at the post-game notes. I think Chicago had the season high for points. I think three-pointers made. Um, the Hornets had – they allowed a season low for opponents for rebounds. So the Hornets just kind of didn't seem like on the defensive end uh, that the effort was quite there. So hopefully they turn it up tonight against Milwaukee, and that's going to be a tall order. Yeah, they're winning a lot of games lately now that Milwaukee is getting a little healthier. People were kind of wondering why they weren't as good, but it's because they had suffered some injuries. And it's interesting you bring that point up, Wes, because I think most people might put it as the reverse. Hey, Houston, there's no excuses because they are such a bad basketball team. But Chicago might have been just one of those nights, as you put it. But here you are saying kind of the reverse where, hey, sometimes just nothing goes in for you. Houston starts making. a lack of effort on the defense for and look you got to bring it for Chicago because that's a team that has gone into the offseason improved greatly bringing a DeMar DeRozan in we know that they traded for Vooch last year Lonzo Ball was one of the more celebrated moves in the entire offseason and it's really paid dividends for them you know you start you start to see some of the NBA pundits across the league kind of say hey even me being high on Chicago coming in didn't see this type of production and you know what they lose to Houston before they beat Charlotte you know so they had uh, one of those hiccups against a Rockets team as well and here Charlotte is just needing bring more effort on the defensive end you're right they're going to need to against milwaukee before we take a quick break wes do what what kind of shot do you think charlotte has tonight as well as what do they need to do in order to beat the bucks 
Oh, man, they beat the Bucks. It's definitely going to be an all-hands-on-deck effort. Uh, we know Rosier has been playing well, but you're going to need all your guys to come through. Um, Gordon played well in Chicago. He got it going uh, as a late, but you're going to need Miles. You're going to need everybody because we know what Giannis does. He puts together stats like a kid puts together blocks in class, okay? You know what I'm saying? He's going to get 25, 30, 35, 15, 20 boards, whatever it may be. So you're going to have to be ready for that. You're going to have to be ready for the shooting, the defense, the hard-nosed way that they play, and that's a very tough arena to play in. So the Hornets really need to show that they can be locked on like this podcast is, That's is right. called Locked In. They have to show <laughs> that they can be able to do that tonight because it's going to be a very hostile environment. Uh, the Milwaukee fans, I feel like, are very basketball savvy, so they know the Hornets are a good team, so they're going to make it as difficult on them as they can. But everybody's going to have to come to play tonight, and the Hornets are going to have to just play what has been the winning formula for them, getting the ball around and finding the best shot, assisting the basketball, low on turnovers, turn up the defense. If they can do that, they have a shot. So I think they win tonight. I'm going to go with the Hornets. I feel like, you know, okay. a couple of losses as of late. They may just say enough is enough tonight. So I'm going to roll with the squad tonight. Well, it's seven straight for Milwaukee, too. You can almost look at it like, hey, Milwaukee's due for a loss. You know, that Milwaukee, they, they, beat, they beat the Pacers 118 to 100 the most recent timeout. Giannis went for 26. You got Middleton. He's scoring. He scored 14. Drew Holiday as well, 23. Like, you got those three in the lineup doing consistent stuff for Milwaukee. So, yeah, it's going to be tough, but maybe they're just due. Maybe that's the way you look at it. Let's take yeah. a quick break. Not before I discuss Indeed. While there's always going to be a debate between LeBron and Michael Jordan, when it comes to helping you hire all-star talent faster, the GOAT is Indeed. If you're hiring, you need Indeed. Don't struggle on your own to find quality candidates anymore. Indeed can help you hire the right people, and they can do it right now. Indeed partners with you on every step of the hiring process, so you can find talent with the skills you need through tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. So Indeed is the site for you. It makes it easier for the star applicants to shine with over 135 assessment tests from cooking to even coding. And with Indeed assessments, you can reduce hiring time by 12% according to Indeed Data Work. Worldwide. Get started right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash locked. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash locked. Indeed.com slash locked. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right. One other thing. I do want to discuss Built Bar as well because Built Bar has always been a place for you to go visit to get a delicious treat, but it also not feel so full after eating a dessert. In fact, it's an energy bar that only has 130 calories, but it tastes like a candy bar. Low calorie, low carb, low fat, but also high protein and covered in 100% real chocolate. Built is a great option for you when you're hungry. And if the Thanksgiving leftovers aren't cutting it for you, the holidays again, if soon enough for you, go to Built Bar, go to Built.com and get a Built Bar too. Okay, again, go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, let's get to some more of the Milwaukee Bucks game tonight on the Locked on Hornets podcast. This is Locked on Hornets. You, know, you give them the pink to let them know you have the a little bit of a softer side, but you give them the black to let them know it's still real out here. Don't run <laughs> okay, I just got to let you know it's still real. <laughs> It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Still real. 
absolutely oh it's so good it's so amazing now we did again we tried to get eric collins to see if he would be open to wearing a pink suit are you going to try to pitch that at the next production meeting Wes, or do you feel like you're still a little new to the game Wes, don't be stingy with the fit don't be stingy with that (laughs) swag lord uh you know swag lord thing you got going on (laughs) yeah i need to we may discuss that we might just go all pink to actually get her pink dress out to Mm -hmm. eric and the crew to get the pink on as well, him and Dale. Let's see what we can do. I, I did see Dale wear a um, – I think he had a pink tie or something on for one of the games uh, mm-hmm. that I watched. Because I told my mom, I said, oh, I see you see Dale rocking the pink. She was like, yeah, he's <laughs> be like you. I was like, oh, okay. I was like, all right. So, yeah, I did see Dale rocking a little bit of pink. Okay. Well, pastel Dale. Yeah. Pastel Dale. Uh, <laughs> and the pink toe. Iverson's just dropped two hours. I was this close. If I didn't have three pair of questions already, mm-hmm. I would have gotten. Well, I mean, yeah, and then you'd have to get – well, look, you'd have to show it all off, and then you'd have to find a way show to get your all. feet on the camera. You did that last time, though. What were you wearing with the pink suit? You had some Jordans on or something like oh, that? Oh, no, no, I had on the – um, I had some blazers that had the okay. gigantic swoosh on them. That, that okay. People, like, I got them because they look like off-whites, and I can't afford off-whites, rest in peace, Virgil. I can't afford off-whites. <laughs> So they were the closest I could get. So I said, hey, I, I like I like them a lot. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, hopefully we can get Eric Collins and we can just get the whole broadcast decked in pink and keeping it oh, real. Keeping it real. The, you, you get the soft side, but keep it still People real. People ask me about that. every Ever since I've won it, when I walk through the arena, I get at least two questions from people yeah. that have seen me on a regular basis. When are you going to win some more pink? When are you going to? That's you your thing. It. You started the revolution. Yeah. I, I know. Yeah. There you go, Wes. Um, let's talk about some individual players here and how they okay. can help the Hornets get a win against Milwaukee. One guy mm-hmm. we talked about a little bit yesterday, Wes, it's Miles Bridges. And you only saw him shoot – eight times against Chicago that was less than LaMelo, less than Terry, less than Gordon, the same as PJ, less than Kelly, and the same as Jalen McDaniel. So when you talk about only a seven-man rotation and the only guy Miles Bridges shot more than was Nick Richards, it's a little bit concerning because this is also somebody that the last few games hasn't been scoring the ball at near the pace that he was certainly early on in the season. His efficiency a little bit, uh, his efficiency fine the last couple of games, but also less volume you're going to be taking better shots what have you made of what miles bridges has done in the last few contests for charlotte yeah he's a guy that needs to step up he's been playing at an all-star level for a good bit of this season but that's the thing if you want to be an all-star you want to be considered one of those guys and oh yeah get a max contract you have to stay consistent and he's has proven that he's one of the hornets key guys uh, as far as him driving to the bucket, he's he's one of the the guys on the Hornets that they need to do that to most that the most that really opens up their offense. As far as him getting in there, flexing, showing the strength, and really driving the ball to the basket, his defensive plays as far as getting blocked shots, he's also key for them on defense because really he's their best shot blocker and he makes the energy plays and that's the thing with Miles that you want to see. You want to see him get going. But the energy that he brings with the yelling and the aggression and things like that, it permeates throughout the team. So you don't want to see him out there playing timid basketball. You want to see him attacking, being aggressive, getting his. Hey, his play so far this season has shown that he belongs. He looks like an all-star. He's played with the efficiency of an all-star and the production. So this is a guy that you want to get going, and he needs to have a good game. So hopefully – just a couple of blips on the radar. Who knows what it could be. But tonight, they're certainly going to need him 
uh, to offset some of that production that you know you're going to get from Giannis and Tentacupo. Yeah, I mean, it's going to take a full team defensive effort to try to contain Giannis because, I, I mean, look, I mean, I think – I think teams know the scouting report on Charlotte defensively. They struggle to defend big men, uh, especially mm-hmm. inside. Uh, so it's going to take miles, especially if they don't have, you know, Cody Martin out there locking things down on the wing. Um, yes. You know, that's going to hurt them as well. Yeah, Cody's been out a, a couple of games now. He's questionable tonight, as as far as the uh, injury report that I, the latest injury report that I've seen. Uh, what what have they been missing without Cody Martin? Yeah, this is a guy, again, just like I said with Miles, he brings that energy. Sometimes you'll see Coach bring him in a little earlier maybe than some might expect because they want to see, uh, you know, the team might not be playing with the type of energy that he desires. They bring Cody in. He's going to bring that effort on defense because we all know defense and rebounding is mostly about effort, and then you throw in the scheme. But he's a guy that's very selfless and also, you know, a good three ND guy. He gives you the defense, but he can hit some threes too. He's going to take charges, one of the league leaders in that, but he's just a guy that's going to give you everything he's got. He's going to maximize his effort every time he steps on the floor. And that's something, again, that gets the team going when he takes a big charge or gets a big stop uh, on a guy and, and spurs that defense. So they've been missing that huge. I heard JB say that after the, it was either after the Houston or the Chicago game where he said how much you know, they miss Cody and how big he is for them on defense. So they certainly need him. He's arguably their best on-ball defender, and that's according to the head coach. So anytime you lose a guy like that, it's going to hurt you, especially with the defensive run they've been on uh, during their, their their streak of wins or how well they've been playing. So they need him big time. Yeah, Wes, we've also talked about the absence of P.J. Washington and how that affected the Hornets. So he comes back late October, and he's been playing for him. You know, well, ex- excuse me, he actually missed the, a few games um, in, in November, not late October, but right as soon as you got the Cleveland game, Golden State game. Then he was out for a long period of time before returning against Orlando, 24 minutes against Minnesota, 35 against Houston, 32, shooting the ball really well. This is actually kind of a P.J. thing, I've noticed, which has also been interesting. Anytime he comes back, back from injury we saw it last year he gets real hot it's almost like it's somewhat of a blessing in disguise he does get a rest his legs and that energy saved actually helps him knock down more shots and you're seeing it here right now but also there uh, look pj to me is maybe their best defensive center on the team Mm -hmm. especially with a guy like mason out there and yet here they are with pj giving up uh, a lot of points to a Houston and to a Chicago. Overall, just what have you made of P.J.'s um, entrance back with the Charlotte Hornets after that injury? Yeah, he's been big. You hope that they could get some more wins with him coming back into the fold. But as you said, his interior defense, he's very good at anticipation uh, down there. He really kind of – he makes those sneaky plays where a guy looks like he might have him just a little bit and he'll throw that hand and then get a strip or – You know, he gets blocks. We've seen some of his defense, you know, against some of the best guys in the league in the interior. But then, as you said, the shooting has been clutched. The two-man game that he plays with LaMelo, when he comes out there, you know, pick and roll out there or the pick and pop, he's been really great at that because LaMelo's been setting him up well and other guys that he does that with. So he's been huge for them. But the thing that they need him the most on is just defensively. This whole team needs to step up defensively. But as you said, since he's been back, uh, especially on the offensive side, he's definitely been showing up and defensively as well. Like I said, just very good mm. anticipatory defender yeah. down there in the paint. 
But they're going to need a shooting uh, because mm-hmm. defensively, Milwaukee, it seems like they defend the rim at all costs. They remind mm-hmm. me of those uh, Steve Clifford Hornets Bobcats days. They'll they'll allow you to take a lot of threes, but they're not going to give you anything in the mid-range. They're not going to give you anything uh, near the rim. They do a lot of drop coverage. Uh, so, And I don't know if they'll adjust that game plan for the Hornets, who have just been on fire from three, but if mm-hmm. but if they stick with that defensive game plan, I think the Hornets have an opportunity to do what they did to Memphis or not Memphis, uh, Minnesota, and put up 23 uh, three pointers made. Uh, the bad news right now is, as Walker said, Milwaukee's won seven in a row by an average margin of 15. But here's the good news: I got some good news. Their wins have come against teams like Detroit, mm-hmm. Indiana, OKC, and a couple against Orlando. So I think I think Milwaukee might be due. I think they haven't played a team that it, that has the offensive firepower that the Hornets brings. I'm 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 decently confident unless mm-hmm. unless Giannis just has a Giannis game. Yeah, and like you said, with the way Milwaukee plays defense, the Hornets could be a, a tough matchup for them, and that the Hornets have a lot of guys that space the floor. I mean, they have so many guys that play well on the perimeter that hopefully that can open that up. You know, you don't know who Giannis will guard from possession to possession, but if he does end up on a guy like P.J., P.J. can take him out, you know, take him out there on the perimeter, and then that can open things up for LaMelo and Gordon and Terry to get in there because the Hornets' perimeter players, they all kind of play in between. Like, yes, LaMelo likes to shoot, but he's been getting to the hole and, and going strong as of late. We know Gordon can hit the three, but he loves to go down there and hit you with that quick little bump and then fade away. Uh, and then you got Terry who likes to play down there and get down inside as well and take some good mid-range shots as well. So hopefully a guy like P.J. being back and not sure what lineups they'll go to tonight, maybe do they want to do miles at the five and go small ball to give them that spacing so that they can get to the rim or collapse that Milwaukee defense and kick it out and hopefully they're on fire from three tonight. All right, let's get to the stuff that you actually came here for for West Wednesdays. We've got a list, another one Wes Bryant yeah. came up with on the broadcast. And in the yeah. next segment, we're going to talk about the top five Thanksgiving leftover meals. You thought the Thanksgiving yeah, talk and all those games were done? No, we still have leftovers. We're going to do the leftover topics coming up next. Not before I mention Bet Online, though. They've got you covered all season for more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues their march to the playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season, and you can head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. You don't have to wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. Let's talk about leftover Thanksgiving dishes coming up next on the Locked On Hornets podcast. This is Locked On Hornets. Have you ever had that one little bug that's just like it's not completely out, but it's like kind of dangling in there and then you try to sniff it back up to go away for good, but it just it'll it'll keep popping back. That's what I'm going through right now. (laughs) It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Classic. I like Wes is better. 
Yeah. Wes's Wes's is better. Uh, you know, <laughs> look, you, you, yeah, my, mine's just mine's just gross. Mine's just uh, fully me, man. That's just me telling you what it is going on, what what life is like for me behind the scenes. And Wes is out here fresh to death. Here I am talking about boogers on a podcast. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> it happens Walker. to the best of us, though, man. Hopefully, you got a friend beside you that'll let you know what's going on. Hey, right, little, little yeah, a little bat in the back. Mm-hmm. You need a Robin to tell you got a bat in the back. Case. Yeah, yeah, you might, yo, man. You need to, you know, handle that. Uh, Walker, can I can I get to a, can I ask a couple of questions to Wes before we get to the list? Please do, please do. These, Let's are, do that. these have been on my mind, so you know we haven't had Wes on in a while, and I've been thinking mm-hmm. about these. So, well, the one was recent. Lamelo was caught on a hot mic telling a ref uh, that he was that after he was done playing ball, he was going to be a ref to show the ref how it was done. You know, just classic like Lamelo confidence, love it. So it makes mm-hmm. him great. Do you think that Lamelo would make a great referee after after it's all said and done? I definitely think so. He was a point guard, or he is a point guard. <laughs> Basketball IQ off the charts. And I bring up the point guard aspect because he can anticipate things and see things before they happen. So, yeah, I think Lamella can get out there and do it. Just make sure the head's still the same. It might be a little salt and pepper by then by the time he's a ref, but that'd be <laughs> dope to have the salt and pepper curls out there, you know, breathing. That, that's I, I think a, they should. Bring, I think they should bring back celebrity referees. Everyone, like get uh, Charles out there. I mean, you know, get Chuck. Uh, get get him out there. Let's let's see him ref a, a game or two. I'd well, like to see yeah. that. Uh, that's such a great point, though, because uh, I would like a swagged out referee, somebody yeah. that <laughs> is a part of the game, just because they are going to bring the attention all to them. So if you got yeah. a fresh cut, maybe if you want to wear some kind of, I don't know, if you want to wear some kind of accessory, maybe you wear the headband as a referee. Uh, referee sweat. You know, yeah. they need to block out the sweat from coming into the air eyes. Yeah. So I think they should have a swagged out referee for every and he's single got a NBA game. Shoe, so he can rock his shoes. There you, you go. Know, or make a referee shoe. Not from this world. I'll yeah. tell you who, what, which current player would make the best ref right now. Chris Paul. I mean, that guy already refs. He refs during oh, yeah. the game. He he's knows pointing the out the, the yeah. rule violations. Yeah, so many of them. They, they Do you think the Chris game. Paul would hate himself as an official? Would he just be kind of like looking like this? Like, no, I, I, did, I did that back in my day. There's no way you're going to fool me. Or would he appreciate it and say, you know what? Extra great, fantastic effort. I actually am going to reward that call. I think Which Paul's one would Chris stickler. Paul do? Yeah, I think he would. I think he would not like reffing himself. Chris yeah. Paul. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like think anybody would like reffing Sam Chris Paul. Out there, man. Yeah, I don't think uh, West. Like West, we've had a couple of saucy moves since you've been on. We had Terry's Park move where he spun the. I mean, I think he did it again uh, the other night. Spun the ball backwards, uh, and while he was crossing somewhere over, we've had Lamelo's stop and start move that he put on his brother again against Chicago, and then we've just had a series of Miles Bridges man moves, just taking it up, right hand through traffic through contact. So those are those are your three choices. What have you liked most? The uh, Terry Park move, the Lamelo start and stop on his brother, or the Miles Man moves? No, I definitely like Terry Rozier's. That was Ooh. that was nasty. I mean, I was watching it live. I mean, I watched all the games. So when I was watching it, it made me, you know, I let out a ooh <laughs> when he did that. That was would have been a great call. Nice, yeah, that mm-hmm. was nice. He spun it and then jacked it back on him. But it, And the key was he made the shots. You see a lot right. of great moves in NBA games and guys will break the shot or the guy will give them a great pass and they finish it with a weak layup. So the fact that he hit the jumper just sealed it. 
Yeah, I think Terry has to be number one because it defied logic. I don't even know how he did yeah. that with the basketball yeah. compared to the other guys and the moves that they made. Like, we know Miles is a freak. We know how he's able to do what he does. LaMelo's giving you a couple of those step backs. Terry Rozier's dribble, that was that was fantastic. All right, yeah. Wes, let's get to the Thanksgiving list. You okay. like to do these lists during the broadcast. You came up with one, the best leftover Thanksgiving okay. dishes. Now, this isn't just the best Thanksgiving dishes out there that you're eating on that day. What are the best leftover Thanksgiving dishes, according to one Wes Bryant? Uh, let me, uh, hold on, let me, like the last one, let me. Okay, so we went uh, sweet potato casserole number five. Now, this is not a personal favorite of mine. It was mentioned to me, and I find it that people find it very popular. So, okay. I put it on there. I do like sweet potatoes. I've never had sweet potato casserole or pie, which is quite controversial. It is controversial. The, the, the thing about sweet potato casserole is it's very hard to heat back up because you have about a one to two second window between cold sweet potato casserole and flaming hot lava <laughs> burn every inch of gum that you have. Like it's it's crazy. Potatoes yeah, like, are unbelievably hot. Like yeah. I talk about that all the time. Potatoes, I mean, they could be weapons if you want to. <laughs> that's true. Uh, potato launcher. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the one that scares me the most. That one. <laughs> and then uh number four, I went with any of the desserts. I mean, come on, man. Whether you got cake, brownies, pies, whatever the case may be, man. Like over here, we have pound cake and we had uh apple pie. I mean, you can eat on you're going to eat on that for days. Mm -hmm. You can't turn that stuff down. You walk in the kitchen, my mom makes pound cakes that are out of this world i mean sometimes if i don't have anything to do and i'm up and she's making it i will wait for a warm slice mm -hmm. yeah if so, it survives if it survives the day that's what i'm saying so you no <laughs> yeah. way you're coming home the next day whether you're out shopping or whatever you're doing and you have pound cake or brownies just sitting there waiting to be eaten no way you're passing that up, all right? Yeah, and I think that's an excellent addition. Plus, you can just bring it up, right? You can also eat it cold if you want to, a lot of the desserts. You yes. know, you can just bring it out. You don't have to put it – I mean, you don't have to put brownies in the microwave. No, you don't have to do not that. at all. Pound cake, none of that. You, uh, yeah. The thing is, you, you know, you might no. want to warm up the pie. with that stank got. face. Yeah, number, three, <laughs> number three, I went with the dressing, which this was a big topic beforehand with the producer. Uh, she was saying, do you want dressing or stuffing? Because she was like me. Mm. She prefers dressing. And then some of the uh, the people, I mean, like Ashley, uh, she wasn't quite sure what the difference was between the two. But I said, you know, stuffing is more crumbly. You know, it's a different texture where it's dressing is more like a casserole. It derives from cornbread. And so to me, it's much tastier. I like that. So, I actually agree the, with that. Yeah. So you can you can put it with whatever, you know, you want. Like, I mean, now dressing for me, I definitely associate that with thanksgiving only but mm -hmm. if you're all out of meat and you know you you know you make a steak or you make some chicken wings or something like that just throw a little dressing on the side have you know? have you ever <laughs> have you ever taken the dressing or the stuffing and put it on a leftover turkey sandwich i knew you were about to say that i've never <laughs> done that but that does sound like it would be pretty good i will try that next thanksgiving Keeps yeah, it moist. The, the Thanksgiving sandwiches are fantastic. Mashed potatoes on there as well. Uh, the glue guy. Mashed potatoes, you are right, Doug. They, they are the glue guy to any dish that you have <laughs> with mashed potatoes. All right, what is number two right, on number West Number two, Bryant's I list? went mac and cheese. I mean, talking, <laughs> talking high elite level leftovers right here because you can put mac and cheese with anything. You mm. can eat it by itself. 
you can, you know, like I said, you want to make a steak, you want to make chicken wings or whatever you want to do, even if you have a burger or something like that. Like, especially with kids, kids will eat mac and cheese or anything. So, yeah. You know, so I, I went mac and cheese. The you want a you want a hot tip on reheating any kind of noodle, including mac and cheese. What's that? So, but when you put it in the microwave, drop one ice cube on top, and then throw a paper towel on top of that. Heat yeah. it up. the The ice cube melts, but it evenly distributes the moisture to all the nudes. And oh, uh, wow. you, you you don't have like like dry. Sometimes you heat up noodles and they get dry. This mm-hmm. keeps them from getting dry. So one ice cube, bloop. <laughs> News. Elite like zap right game. There. I feel That's that, like Doug. I How would you learn that? that? <laughs> oh man, anything's on the internet. It's one of these like TikTok, YouTube. Uh, my wife told me. Okay. Yeah, and then number yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, number one. I mean, the turkey sandwich. Okay. Yeah, it's number turkey, one. Turkey. Yeah. I mean, Still king. versatility knows no bounds. You can do anything with the turkey the next day, whether you want to eat it by itself. Or you have your full allotment of things you had the day before and you just want to eat uh, just a recreation of the plate you had the day before. Or as we said, the sandwich and the many things that you can top it with. Yeah, the turkey sandwich is number one. We just talked about putting stuffing on the turkey sandwich. So turkey has to be number one. Mashed potatoes, put some brown gravy on it if you want to. You talk about the versatility knowing zero bounds. You're so right about that. Turkey. Yeah, I mean, I, you can make turkey sandwiches that are out of this world the next day. I, I think, man, is that even better than the actual turkey of Thanksgiving? I love both. I love both so much. The actual turkey on Thanksgiving Day and then the fact that you can continue to eat it afterwards. Doug has not been agreeing with my food takes today, though. You, you're, yeah. you're questioning me, Doug. You, well, you're not the, feeling the pro- that. You know, the problem with turkey is moisture. And so mm. you have to you have to facilitate the moisture the second that, day on the first just doing day the ice cube on, thing on actual for Thanksgiving. You can just take turkey straight to the dome, but you've got to give it a little gravy. You gotta you've got to oil up the engine that is turkey yeah, on the leftover. Think, day. Everybody always says that about turkey. We make ours in the roasting bag, and mm-hmm. it always comes out you know moist. And then when I warm it up the next day, I just make sure it's covered in foil so it keeps it. Mm. Yeah, the, just throw it, just throw some ice cubes in it. Yeah, Milwaukee's hot. You know what? Just put some ice cubes on them. Just That's put right. Some ice throw some ice cubes on them tonight. Yeah, <laughs> let's For do sure. it. Need uh, to reheat that, this defense. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Charlotte Hornets insider for Valley Sports. It's Wes Bryant. Find him on Twitter at Westcott Range. Also, if you want to listen to him talk about college football, the ACC championship between Pittsburgh and Wake Forest. Uh, congratulations, by the way, Wes. Your Demon yes. Deacons in the ACC championship. Wow. I'm surprised oh, I didn't even mention that until the end. Yeah. Congrats. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I voted them preseason uh, number. I voted them third in the Atlantic to start the season. So I did think they could have nine or ten wins. I thought they was going to be in the eight to ten, or thought they were going to be in the eight to ten range. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, to say I thought we would be in the ACC championship, yeah. I mean, come on, I would be capping big right now. <laughs> but that's why you have to celebrate all the more when Wade gets there, man, because it is uh, it is a very rare occurrence. To be frank, I thought after we won it in 2006, I didn't think we'd ever get back again. I thought that was just a lightning in a bottle. Mm-hmm. I didn't see it happening. So for us to be in there this year, man, it is huge. I'll be down on the field uh, hanging out uh, the whole there you game, go. man. And, uh, and you were on that 06 team? Say what? You were on no, that 06 team? No, that was the year after I left. Oh, no. So oh, we wouldn't, so but they, they always make us feel better. They say, you guys were the guys that paved the way. There you go. So, there you go. Yeah, that, that's good. Wes Bryant p- paving the way for the ACC potential champions in Wake Forest play.
weekend. Again, go check them out. Westcott Rain, ACC Digital Network, as well as Valley Sports. Thanks again for joining us on the Lockdown Hornets podcast and making Lockdown Hornets your first listen. Now make your second listen, Lockdown Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. So again, make sure you check out Locked on Bets. We'll be back with you tomorrow with Julian Council of Locked on Panthers. Until then, have a great rest of your day. Well, this is 